The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing, and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. These past few weeks, Jesus has not been holding back on us. In his challenge to the chief priests and the elders from two weeks ago, we had the story of the one son who said, I will do it, but didn't do it, and the one son who didn't do it, or said he wouldn't do it, but did it. And we were challenged to not just be the ones who give lip service to the Lord, but to do his will. Last weekend we heard the gospel where the servants who were given the wine press, given this vineyard, and were doing the Lord's will and refused to pay the price, refused to give to the Lord, the Master, what was his due. And the Lord challenged us last week to not just be, again, doers, but to be doers who are always listening, listening and waiting for new servants to come, for new instructions from the Master. And today we hear this gospel story where the Lord invites, the little king invites people to the wedding and they murder the servants. And then he just opens the door to anyone. But the one guy in the room who's not dressed properly gets thrown out and the Lord tells us today, many are invited, but few are chosen. 
The last three weeks should have challenged each and every one of us to look to the depths of our relationship with God, to the depths of our faith, and to explore them and to see, am I simply paying lip service? And if I'm doing the Lord's will, am I doing everything that He asks of me? Am I willing to show up, to be in the proper state of mind, to open my heart and to follow Him wherever it may lead? Am I willing to see that sometimes it's the poor, the downtrodden, the people that I have cast aside who might bring the fullness and the richness of the gospel into my life? And the Lord gives us this beautiful image today of a wedding feast. And it's this image that's really important and perhaps helps us to understand more clearly what the Lord has been challenging us, each of us, these last few weeks in the gospel. And so the first thing is a wedding and a marriage. What is marriage? In the Catechism, it says that the vocation to marriage is fundamental and innate. In other words, because we are created man or woman, we are ordered toward marriage. That some might choose not to be married. Some, like myself, become priests religious. Others choose to remain single their entire lives. But we're ordered toward marriage. And what does that mean? It means that our fundamental orientation toward humanity is about service. We don't get married because of what the other person gives us. We should get married because of what we can give the other person, what that other person draws out, because the good times will pass and be few and far between at times, because it will be a challenge day after day. And so we are ordered and oriented in this fundamental and innate call to marriage to be of service, to recognize that my best self is when I die and live for someone else. And in building up that other person, I become a better person. And this then helps us to understand what the Lord is challenging for us in our relationship and our walk with Him, is that as in marriage, there are two unlike things being called into union. And there are very disparate things in this world. There are very fewer disparate things in this world than sinful humanity, my brokenness, my struggles, and an all-loving God. And yet God, in creating us in His image and likeness, calls us to union with Him. And in understanding that call and in living for him, we start to see and understand what St. Paul is talking about in the letter to Philippians, where I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can survive and thrive in a difficult marriage with Jesus Christ in my life and with the church strengthening me through the sacraments. I can overcome incredible obstacles and do it with joy and a beautiful spirit, not because of how great I am, but because of how great the Lord I serve is, and the wonderful things He is doing through me. The Lord has been challenging us these last few weeks to give more and more and more of ourselves to Him, because it is only then that we are truly free. It is only then where we are able to do not what we want, but what we ought and need to do. And it is only then that we start to recognize the fullness of the beauty, goodness, and truth of this life. So we have this image of wedding, of marriage. We also have the feast. 
And it's a reminder to us that when we are following after the Lord's will, when we are prioritizing Him and others in service and sacrifice, when we are preparing ourselves in every way for that marriage feast, when we are prepared, we come with utter joy. John 10.10, I came so that you might have life and have it to the fullest. When we get unexpectedly invited to a wedding or invited to a wedding where we don't belong, it should bring unbridled joy. We should wear our absolute best and go with amazement and utter beauty and just relish the fact that we're there. I remember earlier this year when I was thinking about this gospel, my twin sister got married. And my twin sister at her wedding, it was like the most opulent wedding I've been to. It was just like, it was beautiful. But it was like, for me, I live a pretty simple life. It was pretty over the top. The food was excellent. The alcohol was even better. But it was great. And I remember talking with Glenn. And Glenn is from a little town about 30-something miles southwest of St. Louis. And Glenn is the most simple, salt-of-the-earth type of man you'll ever meet. What you see is what you get. He works hard. He loves hard. He is just a generous and wonderful man. But in that room, Glenn, and when I first walked over to say hello to him, Glenn's worked for my dad for about 25 years. I walked over to him. I said, Glenn, it's so good to see you. And we were talking, and he's like, this is just not my scene. These aren't my type of people. You know, these aren't the people I'm hanging out with. But who was the most excited person I met that night? Who was having the most fun? Glenn. Because he was just grateful to even be invited to such a wonderful and beautiful wedding feast. And so it should be each and every day. St. Augustine says on the first page of his confessions, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O Lord. We should be eagerly awaiting that invitation. We should be prepared that when we are called, we go with full and whole hearts so that we are never caught unaware. And so that once we are there and we walk with the Lord, it becomes something even more beautiful day after day. And But the challenge is always real. We're touched and broken by sin. We struggle to see the goodness, the beauty, and the truth in even the people who are closest to us. And this is why the Lord calls us again and again to the sacrament of confession and again and again to the Eucharist. Because he wants to forgive us our sins. He wants to reunite us to himself and the church. And he wants to feed us with his body and blood. This wedding feast, it's open, as it says here, to the bad and the good alike. Wherever you are, the Lord desires. Come with your best heart. Open yourself to him. And know that you can do all things through he who strengthens you.